0: Welcome to I Want to Be Your Canary. This is a Final Fantasy podcast. And tonight, uh, I am joined with my good friends, Mr. Scooter. Hey, everybody. Mr. Dyston. Happy to be back, guys. Excited. And all the way, international superstar, Mr. TJ. Glad to be here, fellas. We are glad that you are here. So we got a plus one tonight, which is awesome, because I think that uh, with what we're talking about tonight, we could probably use all the help that we could get, huh? I believe so. It is a, uh, it's a juicy topic. God knows we can use it. <laughs> um, so before we get into that, TJ, why don't you go ahead and just tell us what is your all-time favorite Final Fantasy? Actually, we'll start off with this. What got you into Final Fantasy and what's your all-time favorite? So I
1: I started right from the beginning. I played Final Fantasy I for the SNES uh, and, and me and all my buddies, you know, when we were younger, when... We got into the Super Nintendo right through the NTSC version two, which is four international and uh, three, six international. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been with Final Fantasy right from the giddy up 30 plus years. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Eight is in terms of numerical Final Fantasies. Eight is my absolute favorite. Oh um, wow! What a treat to have praise. <laughs> praise be to Yevon. So <laughs>
0: praise be.
1: I, although this is my first time on the show, I it, it's not my first time uh, listening. So uh, I, I've had some uh, some cross comments to some of the things that have been said about uh, <laughs> about Final Fantasy VIII before, but uh, I'm gonna reserve judgment.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I. Uh, I uh, I know that I've started putting two to two together when I saw TJ and I've seen the uh, comments that we've had and I was like, this dude knows what he's talking about. So that's always uh, that's always cool. Um, yeah. So awesome. Well, pretty excited to have you, uh, TJ, and thank goodness for number eight too because eight's complex.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. It is.
1: Now, T- yeah, TJ, it, it, at what age did you play eight? So, um, at I played eight at about whew, 16, 15, okay. 16. Mm-hmm. So, so I was in high school at the time. Um, I remember, uh, I was so jacked up for Final Fantasy VIII that I ended <laughs> up buying a game I had no interest in because it had a demo disc for final fantasy eight inside of it. That game actually ended up being
0: brave fencer brave Musashi
1: fencer Musashi, which let's go, you know, actually really good game. Uh, I, am really yeah. happy, I, but I, I actually, I opened that thing up when I got it home from the store and, uh, and I, I played the demo disc before I played the game that I bought. Um, hmm. so, wow. you know, I was, I was in high school days, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but, uh, you know, even I had to play it again a couple of times to figure out the story. It is it is complex, yeah. and it is easy to get lost, and, and it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a hard game to follow if you take a couple breaks in between. Mm-hmm. But that's Final Fantasy VIII in a nutshell. Well,
2: that, yeah. that, that's good that you played it when you were 16, because we've, we've alluded to it, but the story is very complex. And, I, I mean, I think I played it when I was 10, maybe 11
1: and whew, boy, a lot of that stuff right over the head. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt it. Uh, even at 16, there there was <laughs> things I did not understand about the story and, and, you know, had to had to go back and replay it a couple times. But, uh, you know, I the more times you play it, the more you pick up too, right? Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if sure. you guys are repeat offenders when it comes to, to walking through this game like I am. But you do end oh, up absolutely. picking up more of the, the story as you go.
3: Yeah. yeah, especially for me towards the end, like the last few playthroughs that I've done, it makes a lot more sense. The first playthrough I did with a, you know, you get towards the end and all sorts of weird stuff starts happening. So it was uh, kind of like you're saying, Dice, uh, and it was over my head when I was young, but definitely fun to play through now. So,
0: um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, and this is such a great segue into kind of what I wanted to start off talking about, because... When you take a look at the Final Fantasy series, like the very first one has to deal with a little bit of the time, you know, messes with time a little bit. Uh, You know, number four, you know, they go to space and they go to the moon. Um, You know, number seven is kind of in that, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, future dystopian, I guess, type of era. And all of those elements are kind of mixed in with Final Fantasy VIII. But they really went from having pretty simple, easy to follow, uh, storylines to this one. And they just, they, they kind of turned it on its head and they said, we're going to have a super intense, um, love story. Uh, and it's going to be a huge focus. And then we're also going to make a story that is super complex that has to do with time compression going back and forth. And it really made you think, but it's just kind of peculiar because the rest of the stories were pretty linear, all things considered and easier to follow dice. What do you think about that? Uh I mean, yeah, I completely agree with
2: you. The, I mean, there's, there's a lot of twists and turns in final fantasy eight. I mean, I mean, and. Uh, it seems like a lot of the Final Fantasy games the like the main villain is established fairly early in the game. And and you don't you don't get to finally find out who's behind the curtain till I mean relatively later into this game. Find out like who's yeah. pulling the strings here.
3: Yeah. It really was. It was uh I mean you could tell the sorceress was, you know, involved in some way but uh it was a lot going on. Uh, I, I enjoyed how it was a change from pace uh, from the previous, you know, Final Fantasies in the series, uh, as far as how the story was told. Um, and I've talked about this many times, but the whole like uh, storytelling mechanic of switching between Laguna and Squall, I really enjoyed. Uh, that was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, and, and that's probably well. I'm sure we'll get into that a lot more. So you know, I, I'm just gonna throw this out early. The Final Fantasy VIII characters were some of my least favorite characters. However, Whoa. however, Whoa. I backwards. I really I really enjoyed those side characters of, of Laguna, Kairos, and Ward. Interesting. I I, I thought I thought that aspect was very interesting. That that was something. It was, it was almost like a mystery. Like who are these characters? I, I you just you kept know. wanting to learn more about them. Like
1: wh- wh- how do these guys tie in? Yeah. I I have to say that. As even even though I am the biggest Final Fantasy VIII apologist you will ever find, um, <laughs> I have to admit that the the character development, especially the side character development in Final Fantasy VIII, is among the weakest in all of the the linear Final Fantasy series. You can't argue sure. that it's true. However, um, it, what what I like about Final Fantasy VIII is that there's actually you know. There, there isn't actually a. You don't play as the main character in the story. The main character in the story yeah. actually is Renoa, but right you you play as Squall, which is a big departure from from Seven, where. You are Cloud. Cloud is the main character. He drives all of the story, and you always play as him, whereas you're kind of a passenger. Sometimes you're the star of the show as as Squall, um, but mm-hmm. more often than not, the story happens around him, not to him.
3: It's very true. I mean, you know, the first instance on the train, uh, you know, when they all pass out and that whole thing, I think that's a good kind of... Uh, a good point to that um yeah it's uh i don't know I, you know is as, as stories go i hear what you're saying some of the characters were kind of weak but uh it still is a good overall story um yeah.
0: now tj because I've, I've never really thought about squall as as just a medium to carry the story uh as much as i'm thinking about it now uh, but I, I think it's a, a fair comparison. I think it's a fair thing to say. Um, it also makes me think of 12 because I whenever I play 12, I think of Vaughn as a medium to carry a story that just happens around him. That's a great comparison
1: yeah. and 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 maybe uh, you, you see a lot of, uh, I don't want to use the word tropes because that makes it sound negative. It, it's it's really not. Um, but you see a lot of similar, um, story aspects or, or ways to tell a story. Um, you know, eight compares a lot to to twelve in how the main character fits into the story. In my opinion, I think using Vaughn is a great analogy. Um, but really, every Final Fantasy borrows some of those tropes. You know, you're the first mm-hmm. uh, full motion video sequence of the game before you even are allowed to move a character is, is the Squall and Cypher duel at, at school uh, where, where Cypher cuts Squall's nose and gives him that, uh, that badass scar on his, uh, on his nose. And, and it, it establishes that, um, that rival early on and you see similar tropes play out as it pertains to you know cloud versus the Turks or uh, mm-hmm. and you can go on down the line to to find how uh, Final Fantasy games end up establishing those kind of mid boss um, rivalries between that and the main
0: character yeah I, no, mean, I... go ahead Scoot
3: well, I was going to say, hopefully it points to something like in 7 Remake uh, with the, oh, I'm going to forget his name already, the motorcycle guy, you know, uh, kind of a flash oh. in the pan thing, but hopefully oh, we see yeah. more of that, and it keeps Starts building like bar. yourself. Roche. I, I forget, but
0: Roche. Roche. Roche.
3: Thank correct. you. Um, so hopefully we may see something like that, you know, kind of a building antagonist, like you're saying, um, or, or more of a mid-boss. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's... Uh, safer was a very interesting um you know counterpoint to squall in the game i guess in the story um you could see how either of the characters kind of could have gone in uh either direction it seems so
0: so that's a uh, that's probably as good of uh, any intro into the kind of the story itself uh kind of that very first scene which i would argue probably the Best opening scene of any Final Fantasy that I've played, I think. I just love that first opening scene uh, with the music. It's awesome. Uh, but the setting itself is, you're at a school. And I think that that is, I don't know if that was to uh, play to the audience a little bit. Uh, we were a lot younger crowd then. You know, I remember I was in middle school. Um, TJ was in high school, you know. It's, uh, school, you may be in elementary school then. So, but we were all in school, and so I wonder. I'm the same <laughs> age as you. You're not the same. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Are we the same age? Yeah. 100%. Are you
3: 2005 graduate? I might be older than you actually, uh, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, continue. All right. Well,
0: <laughs> I just look young, okay? I look very young. Sorry for <laughs> throwing you <laughs> under the bus. I thought you were 2006 with uh, with Ross. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 All right, go ahead. What? So um, anyway, we were <laughs> we were all in school, and I know Dice is younger than me. 007, so. baby. Yeah, that's right. So he was in elementary school, but we were <laughs> all in school. So it was it was like right out the gate. It's like I can relate to this. The, I mean, the school is a little bit different, right? We're not out on these on these missions, but right. that as a beginning. What you guys think about that as a beginning? TJ, wh- you start us off. So um,
1: using the full motion video sequences were, were relatively new in terms of, of how they were deployed. Uh, you saw, you know, the, 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 primitive, uh, the primitive start of it in, in Final Fantasy VI uh, or Final Fantasy III uh, for NTSC release. Uh, and then, you know, they really started to, to kind of develop on that as, as the series moved to CD uh, with seven. But you didn't get a, a, a huge full-motion video sequence, um, especially one with fighting, until about six to ten hours in the game when you were leaving uh, Midgar. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas this game, you know, heavy, heavy data usage for discs, if I remember correctly. Um, yep. But uh, you start out of the gate with, with arguably one of the best fmv sequences that the series has ever produced and that's that's the hook that's that's what gets you into the game it establishes you as as uh, you know an underdog it's pretty unequivocal that uh that squall loses that duel ends up in the infirmary but uh you know it, it establishes your rival quickly Uh, and it establishes you as a you know a a sword fighter and and you're you're dueling your your rival and and there is no greater hook uh to get somebody into the game and invested emotionally invested in the characters than that opening sequence in the whole series in my opinion
0: agreed yeah um scoop what do you think as, so as an
3: opener to a story, if that's kind of what we're talking about, and the whole school setting um, and that kind of stuff, yeah, it, I, I've talked about this before in, in the show. Is uh, I had to sit some of my family down. I feel like to watch that introduction <laughs> scene, even though they could give two hoots about you know whatever I was playing. I just had to sit them down and be like, "You Mom, need to see Dad, this. You just, get in there. <laughs> You need to see this. It's amazing. This is a video game. This is what we've come to." <laughs> um we're playing we're playing real life um so yeah no it, it floored you the first time you saw it and it didn't stop either like you're saying this game was packed with a lot of really good cutscenes. um you know the first mission going out um to dolly or wherever that oh, was dolly, uh, yeah yeah a bunch of good scenes there too um and you know as as an introduction kind of area um I liked how they set it up where you start kind of you know in the school you can go to the training grounds You can check out the library. You can check out the cafeteria with hot dogs and whatever Uh, You have your dormitory area and then you can go out and the starting area is pretty basic and simple has some neat stuff Uh, And of course you get to fight ifrit really early on in the game, which I Mm -hmm. love so um, I thought it started out really strong Nice
2: you know, so what one of the things that I think stands out most in the Final Fantasy VIII intro is how colorful it is, right? How how vibrant the colors are, how how different it is to Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII, like it's this very grayed out kind of like almost grungy type feel to the environment, but I. I if memory serves me correctly, like you, you almost like drop right into like this beautiful field of like flowers with Renoa It's completely, yeah. completely different change of feel yeah. to like the the color and the use of colors for the this game compared to to seven. That, that's yeah. a, that's one of the things that that, that I I recall the most is, is just how vibrant it was. Very very different feel. I didn't get the grungy feel like seven. They, they, they right right out the gate, you could tell there's a different there's a different feel to this game.
0: Yeah, yeah no, there I,
3: absolutely was. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, kind of starting off at the where you where you start off at the garden, which is essentially like there are these different schools that are kind of around the area, and you're part of the Belam Belam, however you say it, uh, garden. And it, I kind of like it because it really starts off as just a localized thing, and I understand that most Final Fantasies. Uh, without, without going through each one, I just have a feeling like most Final Fantasies kind of right away, you're aware of a, of a bigger issue that's happening in the world. And it's a global or a more national or kingdom issue. Whereas kind of right out the gate, it's kind of a very localized thing of what's happening. You're in this garden, you know, you perform these deeds um, or these missions in this garden, you get paid for it. So it's not like this huge blown up global event already it's pretty localized and I and I kind of liked that it's yeah. not gonna stay like that but
2: what well, and, I, and I think you're almost hinting to what one of the themes of the game is within itself is it's almost like a coming-of-age story right I, I've often I've heard Final Fantasy 8 compared to like like a young adult type book to where like a lot of these kids they are kind of like in this safe nurtured environment and they eventually you got to grow up Got gotta move on to the real world, and I I definitely agree with you. I mean I, I think that's like one of the big themes that this game tries to lay into. Is this coming of age story?
0: Sure. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, very much.
0: Um. So kind of right out the gate, you're exploring this area, and then um, you, you kind of go on your on your first mission, and and it's your mission is essentially it's like a final, is it not?
3: Yeah, because uh, we kind of skipped over this, but the whole reason you're going to school is to become what they call seeds of the Balam Garden, right? Which are basically, uh, you're in a military school of sorts. Um yeah. And yeah, your, your first final, uh, well, not final in class, but it's something to that sort is uh, going out to do this mission, like you're saying. Um, and it's it's a very real mission, live fire, all that stuff. So it feels like the first time, you know, your character's really being thrown in uh, into the deep end. Um, and yeah, again, cutscene to that, that area was amazing when you're riding the boat and the moon is shining in the water and you see the little ripples in the, the ocean or whatever, um, mind blowing
0: at the time. How hooked were you guys at this point? Because this is also to talk about something TJ brought up. This is the demo, Right, right now, what you're doing is is the demo. Is that first, Is that seed mission that you do, um, TJ? At, the, at this point of you playing the demo and then kind of playing it back again, how well do you think that this is stacking up to kind of set up this story? So, what
1: what I like about it uh, is a couple of things. Um, at the start, uh, you know, you see the the full motion sequence with uh with your duel against cypher and then you find out that he's actually your squad leader and you have to follow him into this mission into dalit uh alongside your your plucky best buddy zell and um and <laughs> you you have to you know it's a live fire exercise and and you you have to fight your way to to your mission and you find out that not only is is uh Uh, dealing with Cypher as a a team leader difficult because you're not exactly friends. Uh, He's not following the mission. So um, although I would say it, it doesn't do uh, a whole lot to further the actual story in terms of getting you closer to a crisis, it does a great job of uh, exposing the characters their tendencies it furthers along your rivalry with cipher, which is which is definitely what uh, I think the goal of that at uh, uh, that area is supposed to do for you. And you know it's it's a uh, if I remember there's a couple of uh there's a couple places where you can get surprised <laughs> if you walk too close to a certain part of the world, which is news for for everybody that's played a Final Fantasy game before that stuff just never happened before yeah. this. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it does a great job of exposing some character, uh, uh, some character traits, as well as some game mechanics in the grand scheme of things. Not great, not super meaningful to the story, but uh, I mean, I'm all in at that point. You've seen two, two uh, video sequences that, that are better than anything you've ever seen before at that point in time. And uh you know you finally get to get control to start getting into a fight or two and it, i would i was all in at the time and um you know I, I think it actually stacks up pretty well it doesn't age as much as you might think it does yeah
0: yeah, yeah. at, at, at this
1: at
2: this point 10 11 year old dyston's mind was able to still follow along with
3: the story <laughs> yeah yeah being Full chased now. by the big uh, mechanic mechanical mechanical crab, towards, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> towards the end there. <laughs> yep,
0: get on the boat um, the
3: last second. Yeah, it was
0: good. so so. Yeah, you you can, you you complete that mission and then you go back to the garden. Um, and you guys are probably going to have to help me fill in some of these holes here, uh, and so feel free to jump in whenever. Um, but the next thing that you're kind of task to do is kind of work as you're kind of working as a mercenary uh i kind of feel like that's kind of what this yeah i I do
2: think that there's there's one big thing worth mentioning here is that for for this because because like we were talking about with this uh this task they were doing this this was like their graduation their graduation task in order to graduate yeah and during the performance Cypher did not pass the exam. He, he failed the exam because he, he decided to go kind of deeper into the city instead of like retreating.
3: So he actually
2: right. has failed. and is not officially like a,
3: a graduate student at this moment. Right. No, but that's a good point because there's that whole, <laughs> the scene where, you know, everybody's kind of clapping for each other exactly. as they get their yep. test results. And you think Cypher and his little gang are going to be mad that they didn't get their win, but it turns out they're, they're humble enough to congratulate you and, and, uh, everyone else. So, uh, it kind of shows, you know, that Cypher's human, right? So, uh, it's something you didn't expect. And you kind of feel for the guy at that point now. And, and, uh, yeah, it it was interesting. You're right. That was a good. Also, how can we not forget for
2: the graduation party? This is where love is in the air. That's oh that's true. right. We that see
0: right. our You're the first most handsome guy, guy here. here.
3: Beautiful oh, dance man. sequence. Yeah, Quistis your teacher, right? Uh, no, so no, it,
1: it, 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 Yeah, you you it's Renoa, uh, isn't it? You yeah. meet Renoa in the ball. Uh, f- yeah, for dance. for the graduates only, so Cypher is not there. Um, mm-hmm. but right. uh you you meet uh you meet Renoa. Uh, at the at the ball, and there's a there's a sequence where he, you attempt to dance, and the the hand embarrassment is very palpable <laughs> at that point. Um, even, I, I remember that quite heartily. Like, ooh, yeah, that's tough to watch even now. <laughs> but uh, oh. um, that's that's definitely uh, definitely a they do a good job of trying to. Uh, introduce renoa as a character that's meaningful to the story um which is nice because to that point all of the other characters that have been introduced at that point i think you've partied with zell selfie and quistis at that Mm -hmm. point and none of them really get a great introduction if any at all
3: yeah. yeah, no, not not quite like that. I mean, Quistus barely, you know, is kind of like your teacher. He, she came to check on you in the infirmary and and whatever. But uh, no, you're right. Yeah, um, it, it is a really good introduction to the love story. And um, I, yeah.
2: I don't know how much and, we want to get into like the weeds of like going into like the story here. But the, the only other definitely. thing that I, I could think of worth mentioning at, at the ball is that you because Quistis is your teacher. But you find right. out that she actually gets demoted to just a like a, a graduate type student at that point. She she's no longer a teacher after, them.
3: right? No longer your superior. It's yep. no longer she, an she's, HR. She's considered an equal nightmare. to you. Right, yep. <laughs> right, I right. uh, Don't have to file any forms. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, soon after that whole dance scene and everything, I want to say you're given a new mission to go work for Renault. Like she hires uh, hires you out of the garden, right? That's right. Yep. Unbe- yeah, unbeknownst
2: to, like, the player at the time, but yes.
3: Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so you're kind of sent out of the garden. You're told to, you know, hop on a train to take you to a new continent of the game world. Um, and you end up in Timber. And I-, I love Timber to this day, that town and the whole train thing. I mean, I love trains, whatever, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's neat.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, yeah, because you're kind of hired as a, to kind of help out this rebel group. Yes. Right. 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 The the forest so, owls, um, right?
2: Is, isn't that right? Forest owls. That's correct. Uh, yeah.
0: Geez,
3: I could not have remembered
0: that. <laughs> oh. And dice, you say that you don't have A level Final Fantasy knowledge. <laughs> L- little little
3: help from YouTube videos beforehand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about yeah. being resourceful. So, they go to they, they go there and they're on the train. And when you're on the train, um, and I, and I can't remember if it's on your way to Timber. What what is the mission there that you are planning Oof, to do uh, cuz it's kind of high profile. So, yeah.
1: big one. So the mission is um, the uh, you are hired to um you are hired to uh there's a there's a convoluted mission where there you you are expected to uh, disconnect some train cars, reconnect some train cars because President right, Delling. Right. right is uh, the the forest owls have intelligence that President Delling is going to the timber TV station for a broadcast. Um, So um, they have this this large-scale plan where they're going to disconnect a couple train cars, reconnect a couple train cars, and basically connect uh, the forest owls train to the presidential car that's supposed to be carrying President Delling. That is the mission as Renoa gives it to you.
3: Um Right, and she leaves out some key pieces of information, I feel she, like.
1: She she does leave um, out plenty of pieces of information, and the the person you encounter in that car is definitely not President Delling.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> so it I remember actually that boss fight being one of the first like real challenge checks for me. Um wasn't wasn't the easiest, but uh,
1: yeah, it was tough because it was an early fight that had lots of status effects. Zombie, I remember yes. if I remember correctly.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you weren't prepared, you weren't uh, weren't winning. But yeah, it uh, doesn't turn out to be the president, uh, so your plans are kind of foiled. Uh, what at that point you head back to town and and again didn't during that mission is when you first meet Laguna and yeah, right. Right?
1: so yep before before the, the business with the, the president uh, is the first time that the, the team kind of has their you know group group fall asleep and uh, right It's not explained what happened very well at all. but you play as a, as a, a sequence, uh, no fighting, if I remember correctly, but you play as a sequence mm-hmm. with Laguna, uh, Kiros, and Ward. Yep. Yeah guys, I,
2: I'm I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I, I thought that those characters were more interesting than than the uh the
0: group you play the majority of the game with.
3: I think, it's funny because well, well go ahead,
0: Colin. Oh I was gonna say I think that I think that Renoa and Squall are pretty well developed and I really like them as characters. Zell, he's okay, but Irvine, <laughs> Selfie, and Quistus, I feel like are all pretty forgettable. Absolutely. And 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 I feel like you know, Laguna, probably Laguna is the most fleshed out between I, him, heroes or Ward. But I, I feel like there's like really good characters in that, and then I feel like there's just kind of forgettable characters, and Zell's kind of in between. Yeah. Sure, the, the sure. Tough as far part, as playable. The
1: tough part about that, though, and I'm skipping ahead to, to side quests and that sort of thing. If you If you think back to 6 and 7, Um, six and seven had a plethora of characters, even a couple optional characters. Um, if you looked hard enough, every character had its own side quest, its own, you know, small part of the story where, where that character was the star, whether that led you to an ultimate weapon or a limit break Mm -hmm. or whatever it ends up being. Um, as, as much as I like eight, um, that was a missed opportunity because there really isn't a place f- to go for, you know, to flesh out Irvine's story and and get a yeah. and get a new, uh, get a new gun for, for Irvine because effectively, and and I'm not going to spoil things, but effectively, everybody has the same story with the exception of Renoa, so mm-hmm. there there really isn't that plot development. So naturally, they do become forgettable. Unfortunately.
2: Guys, can yeah. I can I can I make can I make a controversial controversial statement right up? Let's let's just let's just get Whoa. this let's Whoa. get this podcast Whoa. heated, guys. Let's get it heated.
3: All right, all right, all right. Let, <laughs> let,
2: me, let me start by saying I I did like Final Fantasy VIII, but Squall okay. least favorite protagonist.
0: wow Of all Man. the Final
2: Fantasy games.
0: Uh, uh <sighs> I, I mean, there wasn't anything about Squall that jumped out at me that was like. I love this character. I think the thing I liked most about Squall was the change that was made that he went through from the beginning to the end. I think that he probably had more character development and more progression as a character uh, than, or and more change in a character than probably any other um, pr- protagonist. I think, but you know, he wasn't he wasn't gaudy. He wasn't um, you know very gregarious uh he was pretty quiet he was by himself he was very redundant of cloud for me
2: it seemed like in Mm. a lot of ways the character was repeated
3: kind of but well i mean of course the whole thing with cloud and how his brain works is so messed up but um i don't know (sighs) (sighs) I, I both soldiers. They're both, you know, yeah. The, the
2: lone wolf character who, by the end, learns to open up to his team.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if I yeah. can bite my tongue anymore, guys. I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Do it. Bring it. Just, just go. So
1: destroy I, me. I guess outside of eight, um, let's let's look outside of eight because because you're saying worst yes. character, worst character in a numerical. Final Fantasy.
0: Dyson is. I, Dyson I, I said, it. said it. I cannot.
1: I said it. I cannot allow you to sully <laughs> Final Fantasy any <laughs> further. Um, but the, the reality is is you know you look you look back at at Vaughn and and on, I liked Twelve. Vaughn is is a give or take character in my opinion. Balthier is actually Very the much. main character of that game.
0: Oh yeah, um, absolutely
1: you know even lightning you know if, if we're going to say that Oof, uh, if yeah. we're going to say that <sighs> yeah. you know lone wolf gruff doesn't doesn't play well with others you know lightning is is quintessential that character trope <sighs> in a nutshell in a god awful yeah. game um, yeah, I,
2: I always just erase final fantasy 13 from memory. I, I forgot well, you, about her. You're, you're right. She is number one. And
1: then ignore that, like, <laughs> you know, even, even Bart's in final fantasy five is, is a completely forgettable character. Um, yeah, the, there's, there's yeah. a whole lot of, you know, in my opinion, uh, you know, squall squall is defined by his relationships with other people. Um, Squall himself in a, in a nutshell, yeah, you can boil him down to, you know, the, the introvert who, who doesn't want to deal with other people. But I think that, I think that Square did a great job of, of building him up through his relationship with other people, his reluctant friendship with uh, a guy in Zell that wants nothing but being his friend um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of humorous in interactions with Squall where he, he is the reluctant friend and, and Zell is, is constantly by his side through it's thick pushy. and thin or, yeah. you know, the love story, which in my opinion is the greatest of all the final fantasies. Easy, easy. And, and uh, I'm gone. glad you're on board because <laughs> I don't think there's much of a debate there um in terms of a one-on-one a (laughs) one-on-one character versus a rival that that goes throughout the game like that rivals Bartz versus Gilgamesh that rivals you know Cecil versus Kane
3: Cecil Kane I was gonna say it is it's a Seifer and Squall that whole dynamic uh it, it yeah I can't say he's divorced. I wouldn't say that either cuz I, I, I could think of a lot. I have of to I have to, admit, I have to admit I have to
2: admit I did forget about lightning. with, with okay, w- okay. Once you once you jogged that, okay, oh. it, it was clear.
3: And, and to be clear, TJ, we forgot to mention this to you before you joined the show is that 13 for most of us is uh, like just gone from our memories almost yeah. entirely so it, it is what it is I, uh, we need to replay it and hash it out and see why we're all wrong and why it's the best game but uh, we haven't done that yet
0: so. okay good to know <laughs> yeah it uh, that that may not happen anytime soon but um, no. yeah I, I think that uh, it, and we've had obviously a lot of conversation around just squall uh, in the like you like you said TJ squall is really defined by the by the relationships that he has, which alludes to your earlier point that, you know, he is a medium that is carrying the story, uh, Renault's story, um, based on the relationship that they have and that love relationship. And he kind of plays that tough to get at the beginning and is not really into it. Um, and he kind of slowly, you know, comes into that and kind of more opens himself up. But I think that, you know, when 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 it was cloud in seven compared to squall in eight it was so much of it was that school like aspect of it was like i feel like i can relate to this like Mm. you know i'm at school there's someone i like like i think it just kind of made it more relatable a little bit more relatable than cloud situation where it's like i'm 17 Mm. i'm a mercenary i go and i kill people it's like that's not me yep I'm 12 years right. old and I have baseball after school. Yep. <laughs> like that's who I am. <laughs> right. they, yeah. they they um, also
1: draw in a couple tropes to kind of get you involved in the story. Like early on, you find out that Cypher, Fujin and Raijin are the disciplinary committee, almost an right, anime right. trope if you really want to yeah. get going that far. Um, But they use that plot device to to kind of further the character exposition. And they almost do a better job of of building those side characters than the characters that are in your own party, unfortunately. But uh, but the whole blam, you know, I remember the first time you get a salary, like you pass your test and then (laughs) you immediately, if you're anything like me, you immediately run to the save point. (laughs) <laughs> and and I can remember it like it. You, three thousand gil just flashes up on the screen. Actually, it wasn't three thousand the first time. I'm pretty sure I screwed up the Ifrit.
3: uh You failed the, a few. the Ifrits. Oh. Uh, I,
1: I won with too much time, so I did, I got a crappy salary right off the giddy up. So um, <laughs> if we want to get into tips game. and tricks on how to be better at Final Fantasy 8 I learned a lot through through failure. <laughs> But uh, but oh, your salary man. pops up and and you know that's just a foreign concept if you've played all of the Final Fantasies to that point it 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 goes to to develop your story of you are a mercenary you are doing a job and you know mm-hmm. what's the next job kind of a thing almost a monster hunter ish. Yep.
3: Well, in speaking of the next jobs, going back to the the main storyline kind of here is uh, you failed to capture the president, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I want to say you still end up at the broadcast tower somehow, uh, where they're going to do that TV, you know, presentation, uh, the president's speech or whatever, and that's where you first end up meeting the sorceress, uh, and and then you towards the end of this scene, you see Seifer is there too, and he is basically like a lapdog to the sorceress now, which... That's a big change in development, you know. Well, I th- um,
2: I think th- you you kind. of, I, I think it's a little bit different, because I I believe that is, is it. Cipher there because he's like holding the the president of Galbadia hostage, right? He, he yeah. He's he's holding him hostage, and then Adia essentially shows up and offers him an out, like, hey, come come with me. That's
3: right. That's and right. Get yes. out of here. Yeah.
1: The the story yeah, and- the story winds that up like, um, you know, cipher cypher is is trying to become a knight to his queen per fables that's how they that's how they dress it up um i always thought that was kind of a shoehorn especially since you've been so invested in him as a rival i didn't feel like they they needed to find a way to shoehorn him into the the main game that way because you it was very easy for him to just have almost a turks like um continuous role where he just gets in Squall's way just because he doesn't like him. Um, But you know, that's the route they chose to go with it. And, and that's how he ends up uh, continually being your, your foil as the game goes on. Um, Actually in that sequence though, uh, if you guys remember the time where uh, uh, at the end of that whole sequence, Squall gets stabbed with a, a big ice spike uh, From mm-hmm. Medea, that's right. how that whole thing ends. And if you know somebody who had never seen anything like that in a video game before, that was that was unbelievable to me.
2: Well, and that that's that how was, the disc uh, ends, correct? Yeah, that that's the correct. The yeah. First disc, yeah. And you're
3: like, whoa! Yeah, you-
2: whoa did, did the main character just die here? <laughs>
3: uh, Yeah, no, it was a cliffhanger and a half for a video game, and the fact that you had to swap discs just made it all that that (laughs) rougher, because if you were anything like (laughs) disc disc 2, as the years went on, got a little bit rough, because that was a lot of time spent on disc 2, and when you pop it in and it doesn't work right away, I don't know if you guys ever had that issue, but scratches on discs, (laughs) so... Um, that's that's a me problem, but uh, but a problem anyway. Yeah, what did you guys what'd you guys think of the end of the the first disc? There, I mean,
0: like, I, I mean Cohen? it. it I, well, it was it was uh, it, it was a shock because, like you said, it was kind of like the end of a, an episode of something, and you're just like, oh man, big cliffhanger. Now, obviously, differences we could pop in the next CD, find out immediately what happens. Um, but right away, you know, pretty early on, you think. This is not like other Final Fantasies. This is definitely the bad person that I will fight in the end. This is definitely not a typical Final Fantasy trope where it's going to end up being somebody else who's controlling this person. As you're looking at the sources, you're going, "This is it right here." Yeah, she's uh, yeah. she's she's the, she's the baddie. This is this is the yep. one. Yeah, she's the baddie. Yep. Um, and then you know. But you think you know, so that was a. Yeah. You think you have some a pretty solid information right there.
3: The first disc, as a, as just an introduction to the game, it, amazing. I gotta say. Um, now after that whole bit, you uh, there, it opens up a lot in the next disc. Um, well, now have we? What's interesting have we, is like the 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 next
1: disc. Does not open up with the continuation of Squall's story.
3: How, how does it remind you open, me? Here?
1: you open up with a a a long sequence of controlling Laguna and his party. So you don't actually get uh, a whole lot of exposition of what exactly happens. It's a lot of it's a lot of Squall. Dreaming of of Laguna and and the whole time compression, you, you don't know that yet. But the the whole time compression right. phenomenon is going on. And I what I remember actually starting the next disc is how frustrating it was to want to get more <laughs> information yeah. about right. what happened with Squall right. and and the Sorceress and yeah, Cipher get- at the end of the you know what's what's an amazing climax of of disc one. Yeah. And you are left wanting, and and it's it's a great it's a great plot device to to keep you fired up to turn on the game again. Uh, I think they did an amazing job of doing that because uh, you all you want is to to get to the next spot, but it, it makes you really concentrate on on Laguna's story because at that point you don't understand why you keep playing this other group. It doesn't make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and you don't actually tie those characters back to Squall and his party just yet. You don't have that nope. information at the time.
0: And is this right. is this after you're gonna have to remind me. This is after that you've gone on the mission with Irvine, who can't pull the trigger. Nope. Not nope, yet. that's not yet. Not yet. Okay. Soon, but not quite, yeah. It's forgetting exactly where that lined up in that uh, in that bit. Okay. So Introduced to uh, TJ, you want to talk more about like the who you're introduced to in that first little bit because, or because with the Laguna story, there's a lot of really or there, there's a couple of really key c- characters. So,
1: um, Laguna, um, basically, you end up you, you figure out that, that Laguna is, is actually a soldier. Um, and, and they're not very clear on, on exactly what's going on with, uh, uh, with his story, but the long and short of it is, is, uh, you know, especially when you get to the, the kind of second, um, the second, uh, uh, Laguna flashback, let's call it. Um, you start meeting, um, some other characters that, you know i remember at the time i didn't think a whole lot of it you know the woman called rain julia in the first uh in the first mm-hmm. um uh flashback you meet a lot of women that are associated with with laguna and you find out how important those women end up being uh towards the end of the story um i will admit you know 15 16 and and you're trying to you're trying to pay attention to the to squall's story which is difficult enough and and trying mm-hmm. to piece together the puzzle of of what's going on with Laguna. I remember not paying as much attention even the second time I went through the story. It's difficult to follow because you um you're you're purposely not given a whole lot of pieces of information. So it's hard to put together, you know, what you know what those characters actually mean to the story because there's no exposition and, and there's no real meaning. There's no boss fight. you you fight some trash mobs along the way. That's about it. Right. Um, just to let you know that, you know, they got a, one of them's got a gigantic harpoon, which is, R- really cool <laughs> i I'm, I'm actually really disappointed <laughs> yeah. there wasn't like a, a spear thrower uh in in the main party and squall's main party cuz i thought that yeah, was yeah. really well yep. done um but yeah it, i i remember it being very difficult to to follow both stories at the time because there's so little to go off of when it comes to laguna that being said the, the women that uh, Laguna ends up meeting in both of those flashbacks end up being very critical to the story later on.
3: Yeah. And, and man, do they tug heartstrings towards Absolutely. the end there. Um, Well, at, uh, yeah, rough, rough stuff. But um, that was a good synopsis of basically what Laguna's uh, kind of side of characters
0: uh, that they had going. Um, so where do we go after when we come back to? I think... Squall is in jail um,
1: when when you finally get control right. so the- so the laguna the second Laguna story actually ends with you finding out that Julia the the singer, uh, that you encounter in the first uh, Laguna flashback that uh, you, you manage to get invited up to her room, which is pretty cool. Uh, you end up talking to <laughs> her and, and, uh, and then, you know, the sequence kind of goes away. It's a little awkward. But in the second flashback sequence, even though you both like each other a lot, Laguna and Julia, she ends up marrying a general uh, because Laguna never comes back. Uh, to visit so you know They kind of end that on a low note And then Squall wakes Up in uh, Galbadia's jail
3: mm-hmm. And I Want to say one of those little orange wombats uh, Or whatever they were called wakes you up yeah, or That right? is correct um, Which is a whole weird thing <laughs> but uh, uh, Yeah you're stuck in the prison And you eventually Realize that Zell is there and Selfie is there um, and you're all stuck in different rooms, and you have to help each other get out uh, of this desert prison that is like these weird spirals in the sand that can go up and down. If you know, uh, if they want to submerge it in the sand, it was pretty cool looking.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, story wise, so there. Uh, wait, wait, wait a second. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to catch at where I'm at right now. I thought that the ice strike in Galbadia Garden you are trying to assassinate the sorceress, the sorceress right? That's yes. right. And then yes, then from there she hits you with that that ice spike, then you wake up in the desert prison and then because of the attempted assassination, doesn't she uh order the the, the missile strikes on um yes. Trevia in Balam Garden? So that hap- that did yes. happen. That, that absolutely mis- happens.
1: Er- that happens after uh, um, Cypher tortures you, actually. Uh, yes. Which is a, a, an interesting trope that you don't really run into a lot in Final Fantasy. I, I tried. To, uh, um, I tried to think back to some of the older games I had played, and I couldn't remember a time where you were tortured, actually.
3: I, I was gonna say it reminded me a lot of Metal Gear Solid. 1, I would agree with know. that. Uh, and it was a weird like because you're playing them at the same time. You're like, oh, this is strange. I guess this is what they're into now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it it, it uh, having Cipher you know take on that new role of no longer congratulating you even in a humble way, and now he's like <laughs> literally harming you. Uh, it, it's a big character shift
0: there, obviously. Um, didn't they? Uh, uh, didn't didn't they? Uh, now, uh, probably not to this degree, but I, th- I thought in Final Fantasy VI, they took Terra and tried to um, do a little torture action on her. Maybe not to the same degree same, yeah. that, that That's we saw. A fair but...
1: comment. That's a fair comment now that I think back to it. Maybe not as uh, as pronounced with the 16-bit era, but
0: that could be what they're going yeah, for. Yeah. I'll give you that. Um, so now this is the kind of the part that I like of the story where it, it, it evolves from a more local matter to a more regional matter. Mm -hmm. And so you've gone from a local and now it's like, oh, you're going to do this. Then I'm going to missile these schools. Essentially. I'm going to bomb these schools. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, and you know you and your team now have to figure a way out how to stop that from happening right yep yeah uh, and escaping the prison is obviously the first bit um i want to say that's also part of the story where your team splits up that's correct it? you get to choose yeah so this was an important piece of like you get to choose you know to split your party into two small groups and who goes where. And the story can change dialogue and stuff depending on how you, you want to handle that, which I thought was cool because playing back through the game again, you know, you get those little changes. But, um, yeah.
2: You know, it, it's uh, it's funny because ev- everything up to this moment in the game, it's all fairly linear. It, it's still like 11-year-old 11, 11 yeah. brain. It, it's still following along,
3: right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think, I think
2: yeah. relatively shortly after you get the missile strikes. That's when things start to take a pretty drastic turn.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean a lot changes. You meet Irvine, you go in and find the brothers, which is one of my favorite like side quests in the story. Um, well you've had Irvine already. At that point. You're, you're sorry. Yeah, you're going to his school to save it or something. Yeah. Right? And Talk to the head. And you, you guys, y-
2: you know how I made that statement about Squall being the worst character? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ur- Irvine. <laughs> oh, oh, did you just hear Irvine? Irvine? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I forgot they about they, they pretty
0: much threw him in here said, he has one job. He's not going to do it, yep. but he has one job. Yep. And by the way, he's with you for the rest of the game. <laughs> yep, Yeah.
1: That's, that's a fair comment. Yeah. D- yeah he's thrown into your party with, with no backstory and dudes, dudes got one job and fails to deliver, but just kind of hangs around you for the rest of the game. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, do you guys mind if I hang, tag him and, him and <laughs>
3: Oh, and Selfie By the way to get him powered
1: up correctly, it's <laughs> some of the most annoying questing in the game.
0: I actually don't know if I did that for him like ever. Um, Probably not. It wasn't something I was hanging around for. I mean, he can't pull through. Yeah. He can't pull the trigger on and end the story real quick. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, then you're left with the because uh, because I think it was Selfie's school that she came from, right? Mm-hmm. The Trabia school. Trabia Garden. And yeah, Trabia Garden, and and that ends up getting they try and stop the missile strikes. They can't. And then the the base self-destructs and you're like oh man they're dead our
3: part yeah our party in the base that was trying to prevent the missiles from launching from that base it blew up so would you assume that they're all dead yeah,
0: yeah. and so th- then it kind of cuts back to squall and he's uh, gets to balam garden and it's just a mess yeah the so is the he-
1: interesting part about that one is is um, if I remember correctly, the first couple of times through um, the uh, it's pretty clear that, you know, the the garden is in an uproar. It's it's, you know, it's basically civil war there because half of the garden has decided to side with your headmaster, uh, Sid, the every every Final Fantasy gets one. And Sid mm-hmm. is yep. actually the headmaster of the garden <laughs> in, in Final Fantasy VIII and then there's this you know overseer um uh, i think he's called norg but i remember him yep. uh, i remember him like an x men villain mojo when you actually end up fighting him uh odd looking and and that was the that was the yeah. first yeah, he's, part he's of the human. game that i i never really understood um it, I never really understood the, the involvement of that character. That's when it started getting weird and it started to yeah. get difficult weird. to yeah. follow. He he's
2: yeah, he's like he's like because a creature
1: of some sort. Yeah.
2: And I and, and didn't the, didn't he like provide the funding for the school? And and that wasn't right. clear how it he provided the a lot funding. Of sense.
1: It did it did make a lot of sense he, at the time. I will give you that. And you're you're hundred percent correct. He was the funding of the school and and the the uh, reasoning behind him coming back <laughs> to kind of turn things upside down is he uh, if if missiles are going to get launched at my garden I don't see it as a profit anymore so now I'm at odds with the headmaster and the headmaster is just trying to save lives right
3: mhm right uh,
1: i remember that if, fight being incredibly difficult um that was uh that was the yes, point in time that was a hard where if you did not understand the junction system as well as you needed to, <laughs> you paid for it dearly with your time because you had to grind yeah. a lot to to build yourself up.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I remember that was one of the few bosses that I didn't draw from, and you get a summon from Norg. Yes, you do. I believe. I forget which one. Who was it? Was it Levi? No.
1: Oh. I'm going to guess. W- I do not know, um, but I, I think you get. Um, no, no, you don't. That's from. Uh, that's from a different fighter. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that. I, one I up.
0: wouldn't remember. Yeah, I. It might be Leviathan. Do we know where we get Leviathan from? Oof. I couldn't tell no, you off right. the top of my head. No, that's a. Yeah, that's a post post show. Well done. But it is a Leviathan. Choice. Yeah.
3: Let's go. Oh, nice. Good job, Brain. No, but it, it, that is a kind of a... a and Maybe we should uh, consider it, call it here soon. But that's a good part of the story where, like you said, TJ, is that everything... Well, things still make sense. And like you said, Dyston, my, you know, young Brain is still able to kind of keep track. Weird things are starting to happen. Um, and you kind of have a general idea of all of the main characters now in the game and who who the big players are, and who your enemy might be. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a Final Fantasy, so it could turn out to
0: be anybody at the end. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah. No, I... I, I, And I guess to get to a a point, a good closing point, um, would probably be fast forward to, you know, beating Norg, and essentially you you come to find out that, one, uh, this thing can move, you just got to figure out how the garden itself and two, the garden. Yeah. Your yep.
3: school, your whole. And school,
0: Sid and yeah. Idea, the sorceress that you're trying to kill are actually married. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. We are going after your wife, yeah. uh, sir. And he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> seem all too concerned about it. Right. He doesn't seem like uh, yeah, this yeah. is a big, a big problem. Um, so eventually what you have to do is you got to get this, this garden moving. And, um, so you well, go and you know do a mission go ahead but that that that's a good point though because is didn't he marry her
2: I, I i don't know how he even knows this but he but he created this school in order to train like these students for like the the fated yeah. battle right
3: the, to fight the, the, her. the, the yes, fated the why fated why battle against garden. the
2: sorceress yeah
3: and he, he does kind of, I want to say, give an exposition on that to Squall as Squall becomes the now, like, leader of the garden, right? He is put in charge in a way uh, you get to take control of your kind of airship, if you will. Um, and, yeah, the Sid is, you know, basically explaining all these things of why this is what the school is. Uh, and now you have to go kill the sorceress. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, once so, you get this thing moving you end up uh you end up running into a ship and i think this is probably as good a place to kind of cut this one um yeah but this is a dia ship right and Mm -hmm. they're they are talking about this name alone who is from a dream who's arguably one of the most important people in this game now When it has side stories like that, I don't always think, oh, this is probably the most important, like, these are characters that are super, super important to the game. Um, Because in the Final Fantasies before this, it's not really the case. Any flashback that you have or any other side story is just, uh, you know, a side story for side story's sake. But this is another name that comes up and from a... You know, you've been in in the past, essentially, or you've been in this dream. I guess you don't know exactly when it is. You've been in this dream uh, with Laguna, and you hear this name, Alone, and then you come across this ship, Adia's ship, um, with Squall and your current party, and they're talking about Alone, too. So you start to... This is the first time I think you start to see those worlds collide a little bit. Yeah. Um,
3: And Alone is... One of those mystery characters throughout the before all of this, like I want to say, really early on in the game, you see her in the library, right? Um, Yeah, very early. She mentions something to you very briefly, and you're just going, "Who the heck is that?" But it's a very unique looking character, and all this kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, now now it kind of comes back again. This time, it's really um,
1: interesting that you know this is the first instance that those two what are what are in effect parallel stories start to come together um yes and and you've encountered this character multiple times before and the game will like at this point you're you're a few hours in like you're you 15 20 hours in Mm -hmm. depending on how heavy you like to side quest and play cards like me Um, but <laughs> Best you've, run, ever, you've run into her a handful of times and you know that she is different from regular characters, but very cryptic to this point, yeah. even in this sequence where you do yeah. get to talk to her, you know, I remember, I think alone is actually really sad because Squall has no idea why, why yeah. he should know her or why she's important.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we we won't spoil it too much, but it is pretty clear they were very close in the past. So, um,
0: Yeah, Yeah, and this is kind of the Um, the point where the story starts like like TJ said, this is where those two parallel timelines collide and you start now you can start going, Okay, wait a second, when I'm dreaming this is connecting here somehow so this is kind of that first time where you're going okay this is where the complexity of final fantasy 8 really starts to show itself
3: yeah i mean i i'm i'm all on board at this point i guess in the story again my 11 year old brain or whatever is having a hard time staying on but uh made it through i gotta say <laughs> worth playing it
0: it is so i one of the reasons we have to stop is because sometimes at this point our computers will go you're done recording <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's that's kind of where this natural break off uh, uh spot happens for us sometimes cuz we've recorded sometimes and uh we go back to take a look at it it's like oh and it's gone it's, so yeah we will we will need to wrap up here so but I think that's as good a time as any to wrap up is when those two side or those two stories kind of touch for the first time and you go oh okay something is afoot and like you said at this point you're kind of like oh man this is getting yeah it's getting complex getting confusing Um, you haven't seen this a whole lot with other Final Fantasies so yeah uh,
3: and and again, those cutscenes are what really is egg and yawn. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. Anything uh, Anything else for the good of the order before we wrap up and uh, do our typical stuff? Uh,
3: I want to say it's good to see y'all again. Of course, uh, it's been too long. Um, True. And we will continue. You know, kind of the story bit of this, I imagine, in the future soon. Um, TJ, thank you for joining Anytime. us and um, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah.
0: Uh, TJ, thank you for joining. You are welcome on this show anytime. Your breath of knowledge is absolutely welcomed and uh, appreciated. Uh, as well So anytime you want to jump on with us man You are more than welcome to
1: Well it's clear that somebody Has to defend Squall's honor So I will be <laughs> back anytime <laughs>
3: you'll have <laughs>
1: Yeah I, 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 I find that the, the
2: Squall-Renoa Relationship being number one A little questionable from from the, the things that TJ Has brought to the show here <laughs> Who's But aside better? from that What's a better relationship <laughs> I'm going Titus-Yuna baby oh.
1: Titus-Yuna oh. oh. Uh, we'll the, save, the, the, we'll the save the that laugh. debate That's why do this show The laugh is too much, I can't
0: <laughs> get over it Man, I can't <laughs> we've,
3: we've been over that, but this is why We do this <laughs> show, it's, it's true. It's dissenting Views, so anyway
0: Oh, well, hey, thank you everybody for listening Thank you everybody on Twitch for hanging out With us, really appreciate it um, You can find us on Twitter At Canary Podcast That's at C-A-N-A R y p o d c a s t. I'm pretty sure I spelled it right. Um, That's amazing. Well, you know what? I'm a man of spelling, so uh, yeah. Thank you, and, and we'll we'll have the part two. Or um, you know, I really didn't think that this was going to be a multi a multi part thing. But the more and more it's that we talked game. about it, it was like it's clear. It's good game. That that it is going to be a multi parter. So who knows? Two or three? Um, it's pretty deep. So. Awesome. Well, uh, all right. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Hey, thank you, everybody. Really appreciate it. Deuces. Cheers. (laughs) All the best. See ya.